That's okay. We're, we're so glad to be with you this morning. And we use this word, this song, 
because it simply says, sometimes in our lives we'll have pain and we'll have sorrow. But if we are wise, we know that there's always tomorrow. Amen. And so we believe that there's always tomorrow. Amen. That God has a plan for the mission trips. God has a plan for the future. God has a plan for Mary Lucy. God has a plan for, for the office, for the people that are here working and ministering. And so this morning, we want to say good morning to you. So say, say good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's so good, good to be Hallelujah. with you. Hallelujah. Say, say, I love you. I bless you. I thank you, God, for your yes, life. Yes, God. Thank you, Lord. We just got back from Tennessee this morning. And uh, <laughs> we saw Dino Cates and Catherine Cates and the whole church down there in Craig Green. Amen. Uh, and we really, really had a wonderful time. Amen. Amen. Wonderful time. Yeah. Sometimes in my life, we all have pain. We all have sorrow. with us there's a there's a man called David Miller and we're so well glad to be to be with him this morning and we like to say hello to David Nutter in Atlanta David's a lawyer he's part of RBM board he's a blessing to us as you're going to meet men of God and women of God this whole week uh, with the testimony, with the word, and it's a, it's a fire for them. Amen. My nose just got bigger there. I don't know what you did, but uh, amen. And so uh, I just want to welcome David this morning to be with us, David. Uh, we want you to know that uh, we love you, we appreciate you, and share with us your word this morning. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Ray. Um, let me pray for just one moment. Heavenly Father, we just want to express our hearts today that we love you, and it's a privilege to serve with you and to be used by you. I thank you for this family of God that you brought into my life and my wife Susan and her family. We ask you to bless us today with your word. Lord, you know I'm a fast-talking lawyer, so I was born a 78 record, but I ask you to slow me down to 33 and a third. Those people that can remember record albums in the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, good morning. I didn't speak to Pastor Rick or Betty or John about what to speak on. They, they entrusted that to me and the Lord put uh, a passage on my heart that fits with the song, that fits with what Pastor Rick just said. And that's how the Holy Spirit works, praise God. So if you have your Bible with you or your phone, if you would turn to John chapter 11, the Lord has put Lazarus, the raising of Lazarus from the dead on my heart this morning to talk about for a few minutes. This is very familiar to all Christians. And if you're joining or new to Bible study, praise the Lord. I'm glad you're here. John chapter 11, beginning at verse 1. Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary, sister Martha. It was the Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. So the sisters sent word to him, saying, Lord, 
Behold, he whom you love is sick. That's a prayer, folks. Uh, they're asking the Son of God to solve the serious problem. Uh, their brother's sick, and so they call on Jesus. That is what we still do. That's a prayer, and it's a prayer of faith. Uh, we know as we read farther on, they, they knew what Jesus does and expected it. But when Jesus heard this, he said, This sickness is not to end in death, but for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified by it. Oh, hallelujah. That's our heart's desire. Everyone that's joined here, we want the Son of God to be glorified in all we say and all we do uh, as we live our lives. Uh, we want to bring the Father and the Son glory. And that's the heart of our prayers. And Jesus prophesied in this situation. He spoke it forth that uh, he would be glorified. The Son of God would be glorified in this situation. Lazarus is sicknesses that's his intention in all the trials that we face that he would be glorified not that uh, the world comes crashing down but the kingdom of heaven be manifested praise the lord now jesus verse 5 loved martha and her sister and lazarus so when he heard that he was sick he then stayed two days longer in the place where he was uh god's delays can be disturbing to us, but he always has good purposes. He loves us. We can look at that cross and know it. And the answers may not come when we want them to come. They may not come in the way we want them to come, uh, but they will come. That's our trust as we lean on him. So he stayed two days longer, verse 7. Then after this, he said to the disciples, let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble, because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles, because the light is not in him. This he said, and after that he said to them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go so that I may awaken him out of sleep. He knew, we're going to see in a minute, that Lazarus had died. That was seen to be the purpose of the two-day delay. Jesus delayed two days because the Father told him to do to delay. Jesus didn't do anything unless the Father told him to do it. Unless he heard from the Father, he saw what the Father was doing. The Lord told him to wait. I encourage you to seek the secret shelter of the Lord and ask him when to do things and what to do things. I went for a walk yesterday, and the Lord said, uh, you need to go back and check your phone. I think you may have an alarm on. It just, you know, I didn't want to wake the family up. It was an early walk. And so I went back, and the alarm wasn't on my phone, but it delayed me about five minutes. And as I went back on my walk, I had an encounter with a family member, an extended family cousin, uh, that would not have happened. It was a God encounter if I had not gone back to my house. And uh, God's working in the little details as we just trying to listen to the voice of the Good Shepherd. Amen. And so uh, Jesus, then we're turning to uh, uh, verse 12. I should say that... Uh, Jesus was not afraid of dying. 
Uh, he wasn't reckless. He did not jump off the pinnacle of the temple, but he was never afraid because he walked in the light. And as we walk in the light, as he himself walks in the light, we have fellowship with one another. In the blood of Jesus, the Father's dear Son cleanses us from all sin. So seek the light, seek his direction in these days, and we will overcome fear. Fear is a natural thing that hits us all, but we do not need to fear when we're walking in the light. Verse 12, the disciples then said to him, Lord, if he's fallen asleep, he will recover. Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought that he was speaking of literal sleep. So Jesus then said plainly, Lazarus is dead, and I'm so glad for your sake that I was not there, so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Therefore Thomas, who is called Didymus the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go to him so that we may die with him. So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off. And many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. Martha, therefore, when she heard that Jesus was coming, went to meet him. But Mary stayed at the house. Sometimes we've all been disappointed in prayers. And uh, we can hide from God when that happens. Things haven't worked out. Uh, but he's uh, always waiting for us to heal our hearts. Mary, I believe, her heart was troubled. And Jesus was coming to her to heal her heart. Martha then said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would have would not have died. That's faith. And he's always with us. Even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. That's faith. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. That is our Christian hope. And in fact, the raising of Lazarus was a prophetic moment in two ways. One, it was a picture of the hope of the last day for us all when we all will be raised bodily. When the Lord returns, we have that promise because Lazarus was raised. It was a prophetic act that Jesus uh, performed to show us what was coming for all of us. Somebody shout hallelujah. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord. I have believed that you are the Christ, the Son of God, even he who comes into the world. That is faith. When she had said this, she went away and called Mary, her sister, saying secretly, the teacher is here and is calling for you. Sometimes in our ministry, and most of the time, that's the best thing we can do when someone's hurting, their heart is broken. We can say to them, the teacher is here and he's calling for you. And we bring them to Jesus because he's the one who heals. We can't heal anything, but he heals. And when she heard it, Mary, she got up quickly and was coming to him. Now, Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still in the place where Martha met him. Then the Jews who were with her in the house and consoling her, when they saw that Mary got up quickly and went out, they followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb to weep there. Therefore, when Mary came where Jesus was she saw him and fell at his feet that's worship saying to him lord if you had been here my brother would not have died that's faith 
When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and was troubled and said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Commentators have different views on this, but I really believe this is really quite simple. It says in Hebrews that Jesus has been touched with the feeling of our infirmities, yet without sin. He knows our weakness. He became a man and he wept because death is sad, even when resurrection is right around the corner. Now, this is a sad veil that we live under. And Jesus wept at the death of Lazarus. He shared the suffering and he shared the sorrow of Mary and Martha. So the Jews were saying, see how he loved him. But some of them say, could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind have kept this man also from dying? Oh, Lord, keep us from such a spirit that is critical of what you're doing instead of leaning on you and trusting your goodness no matter what comes our way. Whether, whether you save us from the fiery furnace or whether we perish, Lord, our trust is in you. Give us courage, Lord to be the witnesses you want us to be, never questioning and never criticizing, O Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Verse 38, so Jesus, and I'm almost done again, being deeply moved within, came to the tomb. Now it was a cave and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, remove the stone. Martha, the sister of the deceased, said to him, so she has faith, but who among us has seen Someone raised from the dead. I think maybe Pastor Rick has, but not many of us. Lord, by this time, there'll be a stench, for he has been dead four days. Oh, verse 40. Let us hold on to verse 40. It jumped out at me off the page as I was preparing. Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? That's what we all want. We then with unveiled faces beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as from the Lord, the Spirit, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If we believe in him, we will see the glory of God in this life and in the life to come. I stand on that promise. Somebody say amen. So they removed the stone. Then Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. It's okay for you to lift up your eyes to heaven and pray sometimes. I think I've heard Pastor Rick say that uh, God actually doesn't live necessarily in the carpet. He's, he's up above. Praise God. I knew that you always hear me, but because of the people standing around, I said, said it so that you may believe, so that they may believe that you sent me. When he said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. The man who had died came forth, bound hand and foot with wrappings, and his face was wrapped around with a cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. Let me close with these words. The Lord put on my heart this morning as I read this passage that the lesson of Lazarus for these days is that Jesus and the Father are unveiling, unbinding, and uniting. He's unveiling the face of the church. Uh, 
the, these challenges that are coming are revealing places where there's still a veil that lies over our hearts. Uh, it's revealing in each of our hearts our fears, uh, revealing uh, our antagonisms, the things that are binding us from the fullness of God's love. What unbound Lazarus? What, um, what took the face cloth, uh, the face mask off of Lazarus's face? It was the love of God in Christ. They called him forth up out of the grave. That same power is available today to remove the face mask of fear, to remove the bindings of hatred, bitterness, and misunderstanding so that we can stand in the fullness of the promise of children of God. It's the spirit himself who testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, Romans 8, 17, so that we may also be glorified with him. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed in us. So let the Lord, whatever, uh, when I heard that the police maybe were not going to enforce the law in Atlanta <clears throat> when the unrest began. I live in the city of Atlanta. I'll be honest with you. Fear arose in my heart. Uh, that, that was disturbing to me. I lived pretty near where some of the protests happened. I had to begin to learn to trust Jesus as my protector. Uh, you may be in a situation where you need to come to him as provider or healer. Uh, he may need to heal some bitterness in our hearts and strife. Perhaps our trust has been in our stable government. Whatever is being shaken in these downs, we have a kingdom that cannot be shaken, it says in Hebrews, that's from above. And we are all children in, of, of God, it says in Hebrews 2, that therefore since the children share in flesh and blood, he himself also, Jesus likewise, partook of the same. He became a man just like us people that through death he might render powerless him who has the power of death that is the devil and might free those who through fear of death were subject to slavery all their lives. It is perfectly okay to wear a face mask if you're doing it in love for other people. If you're doing it to obey a particular store's rules, these sorts of things. But if you're riding in your car alone and you're wearing a face mask, you need to examine your heart, whether you're afraid of dying. And uh, I encourage you to face that fear now before you're on a deathbed. I encourage myself and come to the Lord because he comes to us. He's not left us. He doesn't want us to be afraid to die. He's unveiling. He's unbinding. And the last thing, and I'll stop, Pastor Rick, is Galatians 3, 26 through 28. He's also uniting. He's revealed in the church body. He's revealed among professing Christians. He's revealed in our nation, actually, great divisions that are not from him. The spirit is one spirit. It's one united spirit. And he says in Galatians 3.26, this is God's promise. So it's true anyhow, isn't it? For you are all, you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. It's not faith plus 50 push-ups. Faith and running around the block three times. It's simply believing what he's done for us and what he says. We're all children of God, sons of God, 
faith in Christ Jesus, for all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. We are his love. We are his righteousness. We are his mercy. We are his forgiveness. There is, verse 28, neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither slave nor free man. There's neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ. There's no black nor white. There's no Asian. We are children of the kingdom. I've left the life of division and racial separation behind. I'm a lover at all times. I'm an overlooker of offenses. And I'm a child of the high king. Somebody say amen. Thank you, Pastor. Amen. Amen. I want to thank uh, my brother, uh, David Nutter. What a word, David. Thank you so much for sharing with us and to uh, blessing us this morning. I want to invite John to come forward and Betty and Kathy. And we're going to sing a song called Worthy of Every Song That We Ever Sing. He just told me it's in the key of G. And, uh, and you know, uh, uh, I don't know what the key of G means, but we'll get there. Amen. <laughs> Of every song we could ever sing, worthy of every praise we could ever bring, worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you. Jesus, every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever say, worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you, we live for you.
will build my life. I will build my life upon your word. It is a foundation. I will put my trust in you alone. And I will. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for David Nutter. Yes, God. This word this morning, God, that spoke to us about every detail on COVID-19, on how to handle, how to be, how to run from fear. And we ask you, God, in the name of Jesus, that we search our hearts with this word this morning and live it in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit of God. I pray for you this morning. And anoint you yes, in God. Jesus' name. Yes, Amen. God. Amen. 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 Queima a impureza do meu ser. Alva, brilha em mim. Brilha a luz que inunda o meu Eu quero ser um testemunho, remove o 